Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast, a gaming podcast about games and other such things with uh, uh, trash opinions and hot takes. And uh, joining me today, Alex Jones and uh, Jamie MC. Hello, Gritty. Hello, Jamie. Well, we didn't do that thing before we started where we said which one of you was going to speak first. And it all went horribly wrong. That's the great wow. thing about coronavirus is it means we get to speak over each other at the beginning of every podcast until we find our rhythm. But at Lovely. least everyone else in the world is also having the same problem because they can only talk to each other yeah, through video exactly. conferencing. <laughs> it's actually been like weirdly pleasant to watch every other podcast and video in the world migrate over to Discord or Zoom, <laughs> and all of a sudden we don't feel like weirdos for doing it this way. No. Yeah, fair enough. Suddenly you know that the board of directors at Zoom really wish they charged $1 what the dollar for that. Yeah, well, can I just say, like, we've, I, think, I, I hope we haven't talked about this on the podcast before, but what the fuck is Zoom, and why is every motherfucker in the world using it now? <laughs> we, we did talk about it. We said basically it's a, it's a Discord for your mom and dad. Like, it is, but where it did is. it come from? Why did everyone unanimously decide to use Zoom in the face of the apocalypse? And Jamie, I, not only where did it come from, where did it go? I think I know how it happened, you know. I think that out of every friend no, one, no group, one's picking up my joke. All right, fine, moving on. All right, yeah, Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah, let's yeah, there all right. Fine. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. No, I think moving I think, on. All right. Well, I think what it was. Are, I don't know. I go back to the Zoom thing. One yeah, okay. friend in every group, because I think I know why, is like has used it through their business, and so then all their mates go, "How are we going to do this?" And they go, "Don't worry, lads. I've got Zoom," and then they all jump on it. I thought old people <laughs> use Skype. Uh, uh, yeah, me too. I don't know. I don't they, know why they, do, they transitioned, they? but yeah, is Skype one person only? Is it like one to one? Can you do conference? Maybe calls? yeah. yeah maybe you can't do conferences. Do con- I don't know. Yeah, behind yeah, the times, clearly. Oh God! All right, we'll hold we'll on, stick just... to Discord though. What are you yeah. doing, Chris? Have you had a hot panic or something over there? <laughs> no, I'm just trying to reset the you windows flapping. so I can, so I can I see know what flapping. I'm talking about. But it's just gone a bit, a bit screwy. You're, I love that you're such a stickler for starting this podcast in the most professional way possible, and that you've got <laughs> off the rails immediately. Um, Tell me about it. Anyway, guys, you know what? This is a podcast that's supported by our patrons, and uh, we need them now more than ever because you know we're going to keep doing what we're doing. But you know, it help it helps it helps the burn. It helps the sting. <laughs> Sure, <laughs> with our yeah. patrons, right? They, they are the preparation H uh, to our to our monetary assholes. Wow, what a, what is a prep, prep? What did you say? It's a preparation an ass H, cream, man. isn't it? Yeah, ass cream. Hemorrhoids. Yeah, hemorrhoids. Have you never seen yeah. um? What, what's the? I'm not. I'm not sixty. I'm not sixty years old like you two. I don't know what hemorrhoids are yet. Hey, it was in Austin Powers, That's and what, you yeah. love Austin was Powers. Spy so Shack, don't, don't play the fool now. All right. Was it the first? Anyway, one? maybe it's anyway. Patrons, all right? They give us some money. We can continue to make content. And we have some names in particular that we want to thank for today's podcast. And I'm talking about Brett Zerbrick, Hacksaw Book Read, Mindful Pig, Peaswad, Tristan Harris, and William Sherry. And of course, the guys that are really making it possible is Skylar Music and Lonnie Thompson. The big yes, dogs. boys. Yes. Kings uh, and queens, all of them. I think it's all kings there, my man. Oh, is it? <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to. You know, I just kind hey, of. I, I don't my know what they identify as, but exactly, there you go. Exactly. Uh, I was just but yeah, if you would like to uh, support our podcast, do check out our Patreon. We've got a number of tiers with a number of benefits that you can check out, including some behind-the-scenes videos, some extra podcasts only available to our patrons, and you can join us on our Discord server and just talk shit about like how bored we are during the uh, the lockdown, as it were. And that is patreon.com forward slash super show. 
All right, guys. So look, uh, a, a little bit of a change around, okay? Something new that I want to implement into our uh, podcasts going forward is comment of the week. Oh, I like it. Yeah, because I, I we, we had a, we had a, a really a really good comment uh, come <laughs> up in our last podcast, and I, I think uh, I really liked it, and I thought I'd share it with you guys. All right, you ready for this? Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So this is coming in from Captain Wesker Twelve. So clearly a Resident Evil fan who was twelve years old. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Says, man, some of your guys' opinions are shit, and shit <laughs> is in a Capital S H I T. Love you guys, but Animal Crossing is amazing. Your argument about digging holes and populating the museum, you could say the same thing about Doom. All you're doing is shooting people in the head. Mm. Sure. Okay. Okay. Fine. And then he goes on to say, Chris, oh, your opinions are usually dog shit. Need for Speed is Need for Speed Heat is good because of the cops. The intensity of having a high rep and it being one of the and it being on the line because of the cops makes it amazing, not hinders it. That That is his comment. And that wow. is the comment of the week. I wonder if so Captain we- Wesker likes Animal Crossing so much because he's 12. <laughs> so, uh, wow. Just, wow. Shots, I'm just putting it wide. out there. I'm just putting it out there. It's, it's possible. I mean, uh, yeah, let's, let's unpack this a bit, okay? So first of all, if you look at our channel, on our banner, it says, uh, you know, like, Games, movies, hot takes, and trash opinions. Trash no, opinions. no one said that our opinions are not trash. He went hard. But he said they were capital S H I T. So capital S H I T. Capital S H I T. I do yeah. kind of admire this guy's enthusiasm, though. Like to write a comment yeah. that long and that detailed, and to remember your opinions on a game that came out six months ago, Chris. Like, this is a guy heat, yeah. that's committed to the grind, and I respect that. I'm I'm I, I I'm a fan well. of Captain Wesker. 12. Yeah, well, that's that's why I thought you know what uh, comment of the week we salute you, Captain Wesker Twelve, because you know what your your comments are valid, uh, and it's a, it's a great. Then again, take. so are mine. Need for Speedy Heat is trash because of the cops. But no, hold on, I will say this: it's not trash because of the cops. It's trash because of the way some of it is implemented, like being on that tiny little fucking island on the northeast corner where you can't get away from the cops and you just can't win those matches, those, those races. So no, you just got to get good, Chris, and then you'll be fine. Yeah, Clearly, I, I right? have memories of completing that game, but uh, <laughs> I'll keep my lips sealed. <laughs> right. And anyway, surprise, surprise, uh, I'm halfway through, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually moves uh, us nicely onto something that we need to talk about. Well, yeah, but before we get to that, Jonesy, I do want to tell anyone who's listening or watching on YouTube or a podcast platform of their choice, you know, to A, maybe go check out the other platforms. So if you're on YouTube, maybe take a listen on Spotify. Or if you're listening on iTunes, maybe go check out our YouTube content as well. If if you've heard it once, listen to it again on another platform. Why not, right? Well, what else are you going to fucking do? You're stuck at home. Give us your support. Um, But I want you guys to uh, vote for your comment of the week. Uh, So maybe think of it this way. You know, once you watch the video for the fifth time, (laughs) <laughs> go into the comments, read the read all the various comments there and say, hey, you know what? This guy's got a good idea. And just leave a comment underneath his comment saying, this has got to be the comment of the week. Don't vote for yourself because that's not fair. And then we'll, you know, we'll, we'll it's, it's a little experiment. We'll see how it goes. All right. But yes, moving swiftly on, Jonesy, we, ha- we had a bit of an agenda last yes. week, didn't we? Oh, we here we go. Lead into it. Uh, well, um, yeah, I think it had been two weeks since I'd said I was going to finish either Bioshock or Shadow of the Colossus, and I still hadn't. And so you guys said that I would get a punishment or a forfeit, if you will, 
if I still haven't finished either of those two games. Um, or no, yes, anything. And, and I believe it was anything, right? Anything. Yeah, 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 yeah it was yeah, anything. Yeah. We gave you the benefit of the doubt, but we, yeah. we were never going to diminish. We were never going to scrap the punishment altogether. We're just going to diminish it. So, diminish it. <laughs> so the question is, have you finished any games since we last recorded a podcast? Yeah. You, you have? have. Yeah. Oh, wait, can, can I sneak in here? This is going to be a cop-out. Jonesy's is going to have downloaded some like fucking one-minute app and finished that, and that's going to be his claim to fame. No, Watch the no. space. It's, much, it's legit, right? I finished okay. a game of Connect 4 with my three-year-old. I finished... No. No, uh, no, no, God, I've, what have I finished? I finished Shadow of the Colossus. I finished... Did you read? Um, Did you? I finished Breath of the Wild. I finished, this is bollocks. Uh, He's lying now. I finished Bioshock one and two. Um, I've also <laughs> finished such a bullshit Need for Speed All right. Heat. All right, Jonesy, what happened at the end of Shadow of the Colossus? I don't know because I haven't finished it. Okay, what happened at the end of Bioshock? I haven't finished any of these. I'm lying. Listen, I'm would you kindly through. just fucking stop fucking around and play these games? I have. So I played some more Shadow of the Colossus. Um, yeah. I tell you what, I did do. I did play some Doom, which oh, is why. Oh, oh, sorry, just to interject there. Honest to God, I thought you said Shadow of Mordor. And I was just thinking, Shadow of Mordor. No, no, back no. to Shadow of Mordor. It's the most Jonesy thing to do. Like- I'd believe anything. I'd believe no, anything. I, I, I played a bit of Doom, but I haven't actually really played much because um, I, I did a lot of editing and a lot of looking after kids again. So I didn't Fair get enough. to play too much. Um, so no. It- it, it's it's just going to get harder, Jonesy. Lots of good games are coming out. You've got to you just, you, you know, you just got to oh, take that hit. So okay, but listen. Yeah. Uh, I had asked people to leave comments on what they think the uh, the punishment should be for you. And a lot of them included um, playing games, actually. See, I could get on board with these. Jamie can keep his dog food bloody eaten. Hey, someone could eat dog food at some yeah, point. You just, want to eat do- just eat dog food. If you I don't want to eat dog food. food. Okay, these are desperate times, but we haven't quite got to the desperate measures. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, so... Uh, I do not I'm with Jamie. If he started eating dog food, I'd be like, well, why do you have dog food? You don't have a dog. <laughs> I don't want well, to leave listen, the house. I'm saving one, lives. One of, our, one of our Discorders said that you should have a spoonful of mayonnaise. And I was like, what? Is, yeah. that, is that a little like in-joke talking about Steph Murphy? Oh, mm. oh. there's another Murphy. layer to it now. Yeah, I you got to gotta chug some of Steph Murphy's... Uh, well, no, I wasn't going whoa, that far. Come on. Jesus Christ. Well, I think it's I more because... the sentence. You don't know what I was going to say. exactly what you were going to say. Isn't it no. generally speaking because eating a spoonful of mayonnaise would be an unpleasant experience for most people? Yeah, but I mean, I've, I've seen how Jonesy eats his burgers and, and, and like, Fried yeah, chicken but and shit. He's and not like, putting put some spoonfuls of mayonnaise on there. No, he just absolutely he upends he does the whole like it, fucking thing. Could I you put know. like the spoonful of mayonnaise onto the chips and then just. No! All oh, right. That's like saying, got- can I mix this dog food into three pounds of ground beef and make burgers out of it? Which that sounds be, delicious, yeah. by the way. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't sound <laughs> well, bad. Mm. All right. Well, look. Okay. So you've got a couple of options here, Jonesy. I'm going to let you choose. Okay. So you need to play a worst-rated game. So I guess that would be like Big Rigs or um, uh, what's it, Raven's Cry, uh, you know, something like that. Okay, yeah, but the last but not just unicorn. Play it, like, yeah, the last unicorn. But not just play it. Like you got to provide proof for this channel. All right. Right. Okay. <laughs> or play Animal Crossing so that we know if it is more than just uh, digging up fossils. <laughs> right. I'm kind of okay. down for that one, yeah. Alternatively, you can play Dota, but you have to give it a decent shot. <laughs> so, so in other words, I will know if you're fucking around or not. 
even if I played it for 10 hours, I'm still not going to, you know, it's still going to be pretty obvious that I have no idea what I'm doing. No, but I think if you, you could tell if you're taking it seriously or not. Like, you don't have to be good at it. Oh, I see what you uh, mean. Okay. Alternatively, delete the save file for one of your unfinished games. I'm a big fan of this one. That's I'm got, a big uh, fan yeah, of this one. I've got to be honest. This is, this, is, this is a proper punishment, right? It's like, yeah. hey, you didn't fucking finish the game, so now you're never going to be able to finish the game. That would depend on the game. Like, if I had to delete the save data for, like, Run to the Sun, you know, like, I could get over it. But if no, it was something no, I, like... I um, think, based on the nature of the challenge and where it evolved from, I think it's going to be Shadow of the Colossus or Bioshock. You've got yeah. to delete your save data. What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think agree, so. I agree. I think that's your punishment for not finishing it. Oh, and then I have to do it all again. If you I don't, want, oh, yeah, or you I just don't so. do it at all. No, but then that's it. Then I can't finish it. <laughs> Like, no, well, this is yeah, your but, yeah, but you're not going to finish it anyway, you dill hole. I am going to finish it. I don't I think am going to finish it. No. Oh, no. I'd rather play something so. else than than delete my save data because if I mm. delete all my, I'm don't, I don't want to have to do nine or ten colossi again. But the ones I've <laughs> already right, yeah. How, how you yeah, Josie, that's this a whole is weird though because now that you know gameplay. where they are and how to kill them, <laughs> it should be quite quick. So it's not actually that bad, is it? Mm-mm. No, that's not a huge amount. It's not. No, it's not as bad as, as long it's not as bad as Bioshock. Yeah, Bioshock is worse because I've I've played Bioshock for like nine hours. I think bullshit. If you played Bioshock for nine hours, you'd have completed it twice. I'm too. Well, I'm, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's that's exaggeration. That but I think I'm two thirds of the way through. I think I'm about two thirds. When of the way did through. Bioshock become a? Tw- okay, I won't. It's got to be twelve. You know I won't nitpick. I won't nitpick. I won't. Nitpick. Surely. Nah, I think that's like an eight-hour game. Hmm. I wonder if I could look quick and see how long I've been playing Bio- um, Bioshock for. I'll probably be completely wrong now. Are you playing on you PC? Look. Uh, no, no, but I've got my PlayStation app on my phone, so I think I can check on there. In the meantime, while, while Jamie's doing that, while Jonesy's doing that, Jamie, you want to you tell us what you've been, what you've been playing in our uh, weekly catch-up? Indeed. Um, not a whole lot of new stuff, uh, I guess. A good uh, w- something that we're doing every week now, and I feel like I have to keep doing because I keep having fun with it. Is giving a little Warzone update. Oh uh, yeah, because I have been a playing. A little more Warzone. birdie told me that you got a big W the other day. Got that big fat greasy dub, and you know what? I remember saying in that match to <clears> shout out to Martin Ruffle from Just Interesting and Sam Richards from One One Facts. I remember saying to them, boys, this match we're going to get that big fat greasy dub. <laughs> and we did. And I remember saying it like that. I don't know why I called it a big fat greasy dub. Big fat Sounds greasy. a bit weird. Oh, I know why. I know why. Well, You've got it on your mind. Come on. And it was the weirdest match as well. All three of us died very early in the game. All three of us won our gulag matches, got back nice. in, and it ended up in a situation where we realized there were four people left in the entire match, including us. So it was one dude, and there was a helicopter up in the air. <laughs> So it was on the final circle where it closes to the point where it doesn't so he exist was anymore. flying around in a helicopter? Yes. It was us three on the ground and one dude in a helicopter. So we were just pelting him with everything we had. And eventually you just see this one little dude jump out and start parachuting down. And it's like, That's great, man. This is the easiest way we've ever won a Warzone match. But shout out nice. to those two and shout out to Call of Duty. And I haven't had a chance to play Warzone for a little while, but I might be back into... Call of Duty as a series very soon for reasons we'll go into in the news. Um, the other thing I touch on is I briefly played, and I really do mean briefly, the trial kind of free weekend thing for Predator Hunting Grounds. Okay. Oh, okay. How was that? It was, uh, I didn't like it. Uh, okay. Oh, right. Did you play as the Predator or the Marines? 
I, I, so I did the tutorial where the tutorial is basically about playing as the Predator because obviously when you're playing as the Marines, it's essentially a first-person shooter. There are yeah. some mechanics and concepts you need to learn, but the Predator's the thing where like you're learning controls and what your actual abilities are. I thought it was, for a character that hasn't had a huge amount of history in video games outside of the mostly pretty good, you remember the old school Alien versus Predator games when they were yeah, still dude. actually all right? They were great, then, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so there's some history there, I guess. For There's evidence to suggest you can do a good interpretation of Predator in video game form, but no one's really tried it for a little while. And I thought they were almost successful. They've got this cool Assassin's Creed 3-style thing where you can climb up trees and move through them, and it all feels kind of smooth. You can do these really big leaps. What I felt was lackluster was just the amount of weaponry, like what your arsenal is at the start. Um, right. It seems that you kind of level up the more you play as the Predator and you want a lot more weapons, but I was like, really all I've got is this weird shoulder cannon launcher thing. Yeah. And I just, I didn't feel as powerful. I had a lot of health and it was easy to get away from conflicts, but I didn't really feel like the Predator and that might be down to how I played it. I also just think that the game itself is kind of ugly and janky. I just just wasn't really feeling it and I didn't play it for a huge amount of time. Maybe it'd be in a better place by the time it comes out, which is probably pretty soon at this point. But so, uh, yeah. I saw a few people mention about it, and it de- it sort of piqued my interest because, well, for a game that I liked that no one else did, but the idea that they could, if it was something like Evolve... Evolve, here we go. Yeah. That t- totally made sense to me. I was like, if you've got a group of commandos like in a, in a forest and a predator, and you, like Jamie said, you know, you don't in- just include one weapon, you include all the predator's arsenal, and you can go invisible, and you can climb trees like Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed. It sounds <clears throat> like there's a lot of right moves in there. But yes. Does it just, but it just feels like, like it doesn't do enough? I, I, I was speaking to a friend of mine about it, and he made a point that I think actually sums up the whole thing quite nicely, which is this is probably really fun if you have a private match or something like that with your friends. Right. One thing right. I will say that's good compared to Evolve and in that it's slightly different is that the Predator's skills, and I guess this is kind of true to the movie, aren't super offensive. They're kind of a mix of defensive and offensive. It's right, not like yeah. playing Evolve where you're this 60-foot thing that just <laughs> like a bull in a china shop or whatever the expression is. The uh, Predator is kind of like... No, if you get spotted and stand in one place, you're going to have six Marines just peppering you. So you have to turn invisible. You have to go back up into the tree. So that stuff's kind of interesting. Okay. Like being a Marine, like kind of turning around thinking, fuck, he's in the trees. Where the fuck is he? Like trying to shoot him. He's got loads of health. That's interesting. Okay. But um, I, I didn't get a huge amount out of Evolve back in the day. Um, and so I don't think I'm going to get a huge amount of this. <laughs> Out of this, I don't think you, were, you, were the, you weren't the only one who didn't get a huge amount. I think I wish Jonesy had tried this. I, I, Jonesy also seems like the kind of guy, based on his nostalgia for the movie and just what it would feel like to be able to control the Predator, would also get a kick out of this. So, yeah. I'd yeah. definitely um, have a try in it, for sure. That's a, It goes under the Wait for Jonesy's review kind of section of the Super <laughs> Show podcast. Hey, um, a on, brand new channel. I could put it on there. there hey, there he is. Wait, I was waiting for the plug. <laughs> Um, and speaking uh, of your, I, I, on your uh, little uh, the whiteboard, whiteboard is back. on the back there, it seems like you've oh, got yeah. a, a link. Do you want to let us know what it is, Alex uh, Jones? If you go to YouTube and search for Super Show Jonesy, you'll find my very go, own go channel. And, go and grab the whiteboard. Bring it closer. Let's get a nice close-up look at this. Oh, here we go. What? Oh. Jesus Christ. 
Oh, that is a, so that is one of those weird like oh. perspective things that fucks you up. I thought that was about 10 feet away from you. No. I thought you were about to get up and walk over to it. It's super, super close. Yeah, it does actually. You're right. Like, does, you yeah. look like you're fucking Stretch Armstrong leaning back to that thing. <laughs> My arm's just like gone yeah. back that far. Um, yeah, if, and then, if anybody wants to reach us, it's I'm at Twitter Super Show Jonesy, Super Show Pod, and go. then it's Chris and Jamie. There you go. All of our Twitters. Wow. Didn't even, didn't even read our tags properly, Jamie, so you know. At Chris J Mono and at ATG Jamie. So there you go. Wow. Um, still, still looking for that uh, new new social tag here, yeah, Jamie. <laughs> it's funny. Chosen the other day, because everyone's going crazy with this fucking coronavirus. Everyone's doing these things on Twitter where they're tagging each other to say, hey, what's your favorite game of all time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Steph got tagged in one the other day, did it, and was doing his tags. And I want to say, like, he tagged you two and he tagged Rasheen and didn't tag me. And I was like... <laughs> Okay, is, is this Steph's weird like Shots way fired. of telling me? And then I, sp- I was speaking to him later, and I, we jo- we were joking about it. And he goes, "I couldn't find you. I don't know what your name is." And, and I go, "What do you mean?" And he goes, "Well, it couldn't. Have, it can't be ATG Jamie anymore. You don't work there." And I was like, "That's yeah, great. It's it's delayed." Wow. And he goes, "I was typing in Super Show Jamie. I was typing in SS Jamie. And I couldn't find you. SS Jamie." And I was like, "Yeah, it's never going to be that." Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think right. this is this. Is, you've got. A, you think you need a task before the next pod, which is that you need to uh, have picked a new handle. No, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, because we can't just be doing this willy nilly. You got to. You got to finish your forfeit what? first. Oh, uh, hey, I'll finish my forfeit. Oh, what was my forfeit? We never actually. No, hold got on, to because you can't just say, "Oh, hey, I'll finish it." Because actually, yeah, guess what? You told us that one. you'd finish the games as well. No, I have to prove it. Right, I have to prove that I've done the forfeit by for the next yes, podcast. You've got to prove it. I will prove I like, it, don't worry. Even if it's a short video on social media. Um, I will do, I will make a short video out of me doing whatever it is I need to do. I'll do like a vloggy behind the scenes, painful, you know, video of me doing one of them. But okay. you guys need to pick which one. Because mm. we didn't we didn't actually get there, did we? So yeah. I, I reckon, okay, to be to be perfectly honest with you, I know it it's it's a bigger cost. Uh but I reckon if you if you do Animal Crossing, that'll be interesting. Plus, then you could give it to your wife or your kids or something. <laughs> so it's like, you know, uh, double double whammy. This this is true. This is true. Okay, so we're going for that. Animal Crossing. Playing Animal Crossing. I wow. like it. It's a monetary punishment as well. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I like the fact that Shadow of the Colossus and Bioshock were both free recently, and Jonesy's punishment <laughs> for not finishing them is buying a whole new game that he won't yeah, that, finish. That is a punishment. What can I say? Although, actually, is Animal Crossing one of those games that you can't finish? Because if it is, then, Jonesy, that kind of works in your favour, because then yeah, no one can right. slag you, you off. You, you can finish it, apparently. I was chatting oh. to people the other day in our Discord, some of our patrons, um, and I was asking them about Animal Crossing, and <clears throat> a few of them were playing it. I think Mickey um, was saying that he played it, and he said that, I believe it was Mickey said, um, that you effectively, once you pay off your debt, that's when you kind of finish it. Well, that that could then be classed as the end of the game. Okay, yeah. But you're no longer indebted to Tom Nook. But I think it carries on from yeah. that point, though. Right? Know, oh, the game carries credits. on, but that's effectively like, you know, that's the end game, I guess. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, do that, Jonesy. Do that. Do that. And you, you know, just just play it. Just prove to us that you're playing it, and then that's that's done. And then yeah, then we can move on to Jamie and say, hey, Jamie, guess what? Well, you got to get a tag, my man. The thing is, I feel bad now asking anyone for advice on what a new name could be because I've done it to you guys and some other people and friends and stuff like that. I've done it to 
the community and the people in the Discord. I've asked all these people for a range of ideas, and so many people have given me really good ideas, but I haven't been able to do any of them because they're taken or because it hasn't quite worked. But now I'm like, I can't reasonably keep asking people for ideas. Like, I'm stuck. I genuinely feel stuck. Too many good ideas. Yeah, kind of. Like, I literally, at one point... Why don't you just do what, point, what Super Show Jonesy did and just go Super Show Jamie? <sighs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, and if it would, the super show fizzles out, then you know, just change it again. No, no, it wouldn't. Honestly, it wouldn't be because I was worried about this fizzling out or something weird like that. It was almost just because I feel like moving away from that ATG title is a way to kind of like branch out and do something completely new. And yeah, I get you. I guess there's a voice uh, in the back of my head that says this is an opportunity to kind of not like create a persona or anything weird like that, but just like have a new identity of sorts that's away from a brand that, as we've seen firsthand, sometimes might not exist anymore. And like, <laughs> if there does come a point where all of a sudden, for whatever reason, I don't want to be called Super Show Jamie, I'm not trying to give you cold feet here, Jonesy, I'm just saying, then it's like, <laughs> great, I need to change my name again because I didn't learn my lesson from, hey, don't have the name of brands or channels in your name if yeah. you can't control what happens to them. Well, I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, you see my tag there? It doesn't have ATG in it. doesn't have Super Show in it. Right. See, my thinking was that Chris doesn't have Super Show in his, and if I put Super Show in mine and something happens to the Super Show, no one will remember the Super Show, so it won't matter anyway. I'll just yeah. be Super Show Jonesy, and nobody will, no one will yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, in the day and age where you could change it to whatever you whatever's available, like, what does it matter? Yeah. Anyway, okay. Uh, we're still talking about catch-up. Jonesy, so what what games have you been playing then? Besides, uh, well, hold on, Jamie. Jamie's uh, still got more. Just wanted to say very quickly, I, I finished Doom Eternal as well. Nice. Nice. Okay, okay well, yeah, let's, let's hear your thoughts then. Because we, we obviously had your halfway thoughts on it yeah. last week. Yeah, it's, anyone, it, hold on, can I just say, if you haven't yeah. seen it, check out Jamie's thoughts to sort of the, the midway point of the game that we put up on the channel. Because um, so, uh, Jamie gives us a nice little... What was it? Uh, our top two things we hate, hate in all <laughs> yeah. caps about Doom Eternal. Which I hope wasn't interpreted too literally by anyone who saw that video and hadn't <laughs> listened to the podcast. That whole thing was meant to be tongue-in-cheek, and I very much like Doom Eternal. It was um, tongue-in-cheek, for sure, it was. Yeah. yeah. So go on, I where think, are you yeah. at? Well, fortunately for people who listened last week and kind of went off what I was saying then, I don't think my thoughts have changed too much outright. They've kind of just been developed by what I experienced in the latter parts of that game. Sure. Which is kind of like, hey, everything I thought was slightly problematic last week, I stand by completely. Um, I think there are huge missed opportunities in terms of the story. I think there are ideas that they never fully develop on. And I think you spend a good part of that story, like I said last week, listening to the place names and like item names and people's names. And you think it's all going to kind of grow and snowball into this big doom law kind of like crazy cutscene shit where everything's kicking off and it's just like nothing ever really happens and there's right. so many times where you're expected to dip into that codex and figure shit out for yourself and i was just like i can't be fucking bothered i've picked up 11 different codex entries on the history of the sentinels i'm not gonna read it all and so I always, are, do you do what yeah. i do right because every time i pick up something like that i always think i'll read it later i'll sit down yeah. and i'll come on and i'll read it all in one go and i'll like commit it to memory and, and you know what i never ever do and then you never read it and you never get all that lore. So. Yeah. Like there are two I missions. Read, I never read that shit. Like audio logs or GTFO, right? Yeah. Kind of. I, I read some of it. There are two missions for me that were like 
polar opposite from each other and summed up the two sides of the two battling sides almost of Doom's story. Yeah. Um, one was one that they used to kind of uh, promote the game a little bit prior to release, so it's not a huge spoiler to talk about it, but it's uh, the Doom guy, the Doom Slayer, taking control of the BFG 10,000, which is now this fucking 200-foot-long laser that's yeah. mounted yeah. in the middle of a planet, <laughs> and uses it to shoot a hole into Mars so he can get to the core of Mars. Um, and it's like, it's the That's most brilliant. Doom thing ever, and it, I fucking loved it. Then the next mission I, is more of a spoiler, so all I'll say, I'll say Gladiator, and anyone who's played the game should know what I mean. That whole mission felt like it was meant to be this really cool story moment where you're learning more about the Doom Slayer, and for me, just none of it landed. None of the dialogue landed, none of the characters landed. None of the moments landed. There's one bit specifically, one line of dialogue that probably was meant to sound really cool, and it just didn't. And you know yeah. what? That stayed true all the way to the end of the game, <laughs> to the ending, which I did not like because wow. it's not a fucking ending. I'm, I apologize I mean, if anyone is bothered by this. they can't end it, right? They can't actually have a hard end because it's, it's just like a series no, that just but carry No, what I mean is that this is as close as you can get from credits rolling the second you kill the final boss as possible. Literally, oh, it's right. kill the final boss, 30 seconds of VO, credits. And oh, I was okay. like, come on, give me something. <laughs> like, clearly you have all these ideas. Just do something with them. Like, well, did you not want to make cutscenes? Were all the cutscenes <laughs> you want to make Doomslayer standing in front of someone who we don't know the fucking name of while they're talking ye olde English about some <laughs> I can't make a bullshit? Like, do something. It was, funny it was very frustrating. Sorry. After um, you were saying about the fact that there was, you know, there was like five proper nouns in every little cutscene and, <laughs> and they would, it would all be sort of like stupid names of people you've never heard of. I've really struggled to take in the story. Like I've watched it. I've read yeah. it as they've said it. I've even read some of that codex stuff. And still when I'm, I'm like, who's this dude? Like what, am I, <laughs> what, what right. is happening now? But like also when you finish the game, you realize the story itself, the surface level story, i.e. none of that fucking codex level shit is really if you've played the first like 15 minutes of the game you know what you're doing for the entire game right okay like yeah 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 i can't say too much because i'm gonna spoil i don't want to spoil anything for anyone but yeah there's so much i was bothered by about that game and you know what's the worst thing about it? you know what's most frustrating thing about it Go on. is when i step back and look at doom eternal and think about what i don't like about it the most 95% of the shit I don't like was stuff that wasn't in Doom 2016. Right, yeah. Which yeah. is another way of saying a lot of the things they did that were new, Marauders, Archviles, things like fucking buff totems or whatever they're called. <laughs> I was like, I don't need them. Don't right. need them. I'm yeah. done. I'm out. Okay, so here's... Sorry, Jen, to go on. Oh, I was just going to say, like, so I I didn't really get into Doom 2016, but from what I've played of so far of Doom 2020, I think I'm I'm about where you're up to, Chris. We're about a similar position in the game, I think. Um, I it makes me want to go back and play that and be like, was I missing something with Doom 2016? Like, did I just not? Maybe I wasn't in the right frame of mind to to get into maybe. it. Maybe. Um, yeah. So I think once I finish Doom Eternal, I've got Doom 2016, so I think I might hop back into it. Yeah. yeah. Why not? So um, I was just going to say, so you mentioned uh, we're probably about the same place, and that's because I, I streamed it yesterday. You did you stream it so, yesterday. Yeah, and Very you guys jumped stream. in the chat, Enjoyable. so I'm appreciative of that. But how's that, Jamie? I played the game for three hours last night on stream. I'm the same 
<laughs> Same place as Jonesy. He's had the game like since it came out. Yeah, the I, I, haven't out. Had, I haven't had a chance to play that much of it, to be honest. <laughs> oh, except for that. <laughs> and then I was telling you just before the stream, Chris, uh, that I... Uh, or oh, no, or one of you anyway, um, that I rage quit the other day and actually made a video out of it and put it on my own channel. Um, <laughs> I love that. God, it's Plug but, City um, around the, here. The, 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 <laughs> point I, the point I was getting at, though, is as I was playing the game and, and so look, I played a small amount of Doom 2016 and obviously we covered it a lot on All Time Gaming. So yeah. I, without having finished the game by playing it, I kind of, I know everything about it, right? Um. And it just kind of felt to me as I was playing through Doom Eternal and shit was happening and uh, I wasn't caring too much about it because obviously you're on a stream and you just want to kind of get on with it. But it just kind of felt to me that um, they, 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 they tried too hard to kind of like come up with this backstory for Doom Guy, right? Or the Doom Slayer, whatever you want to call him. I mean, they're definitely yeah. the same thing. But it's, it's almost like in Doom 2016, it was like, hey, here's how fucking simple it is. You're this Doom Slayer, you kill demons, fucking go and do it, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, it was a simple enough premise. Sure, it was a little bit more than that, but for the most part, it was a simple premise. But it seems like with, with this, it was so fucking convoluted. Like, like Jamie, you were saying with the fucking King Noviak or whatever his fucking name was, yeah. and, and the, the Sentinels and going back in time and shit. And it's like, what the like, fuck is this? Like, what, what are they doing? I'm, I'm of the opinion as well that I'm actually down for all that stuff if that's the direction they want to go. But it's like they didn't commit to it. They came up with all this stuff and didn't give themselves the opportunity to implement it in a way that made sense in the flow of the game. So what you end up getting is a 30-second cutscene every two to three hours of gameplay where someone you've never seen or heard of before <laughs> talks to you about things you've never seen or heard of before. <clears throat> While at the same time, elements from Doom 2016, like there's a character that I won't say who that returns, and I'm waiting for something to happen with them and nothing happens. Like I just don't think they make good on any of the stuff they're hinting at them doing. And so many things fall flat. Do you think that maybe they they needed like one long cutscene at the start that just kind of sets everything up? Because it, it just kind of like... The game I mean, starts. You're given a fucking. You're given your shotgun, and you're and you go right. Yeah, I like the urgency of the beginning, but I I like it within the context of like, hey, if you want to keep going at that pace, then that's fine. But no, the second they start like that, and then like the second they decided not to acknowledge what happened between Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal in a cutscene or any yeah. kind of in-game dialogue was the second where I was like, okay, they're going for something here. They kind of don't want to dwell on that stuff. But then they immediately start dwelling on that stuff. <laughs> but still, I, like, I'm like. i a fan of Doom. I've read all the Codex things that I want to read. I can't tell you what happened between Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal. Right. I don't know how the Doom guy ended up in the Fortress of Doom. Yeah. I feel like I should know, but I don't. Oh, that's probably going to be the DLC, right? <laughs> It almost feels no, like there's no, supposed I... to be a supporting Netflix series that you were supposed to watch before <laughs> this game came out. A Netflix animated animated yeah, feature. Because this like the Sentinels and King Novik and the fucking the Khan Maker go from people who either A haven't been mentioned before or B are hinted at to like, no, these are characters within the world that Doom Guy interacts with once over the course of eight hours, but it's meant still meant to be extremely meaningful and poignant when it's fucking not. I don't know. I don't want to rant too much about this game because I do like it, but... I found that with the the Betrayer. Like, I don't know if he comes back as a character. Nope. That's the first and last time you see him. 
first and last time you see him. It's such a short, like, uh, so... Um, Who is me- he? What the fuck? What's, <laughs> exactly what's, right. what's he there for? What's that thing he gave you? Why do we never see him again? What the fuck? <laughs> did he not... So I, I, I wonder what that was, but I thought he gave you the hilt for the sword. He gives you the hilt for a sword, but not okay. the sword. Ah, right. That's, okay. that's, not, that's not the crucible, the big glowing red sword. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. No, yeah. in fact, he gives you the thing. He gives you the orb that you need to power up to find the next hell demon or hell priest. Oh, or yeah, the, your fucking. But then, but still shift. throws you. But then he throws you the little the thing that's like a hilt for a sword. Yeah, he does. So that's but like I said, that's that's a different sword. If that oh, makes sense. Okay. Uh, you, again, you will find out what that's for later. But that's right. a fantastic example of like a character who appears, never been in the series before, never pops up again for the rest of the game. You don't know who he is. You don't know why he's the betrayer. It just, it expects you to do so much homework. And when you do do it, because I was still reading the codexes at that point, it's not even satisfying. I'm, yeah. I read the codex for the, for that. And I must admit, I was none the wiser. I was like, hold on. <laughs> so, okay. So what you guys are telling on. me is, don't bother reading the codex. Got it. No, Got I think it, I think do, but I don't think it's going to help. <laughs> just don't, don't expect anything. Like, yeah, if yeah. you go in expecting this to be a game about the Doom Marine killing three hell priests and then the Khan maker. Spoiler alert, that's the <laughs> that's fucking game. <laughs> All right, look, uh, we'll maybe dwelling too much on Doom here. Let's let's move on. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, Jonesy, I mean, Sweating just very now. quickly, have you have you played any other games? Uh, no, dude, We're I think for me, about? for me it was other just... Other than Connect um, 4? I played like a little bit of... <laughs> yeah, Connect 4. I played a bit of Shadow of Colossus. Um, I did another Colossi, so that was good. Um, nice. So you played for 15 minutes. Yeah, literally 15 minutes. <laughs> um, uh, and then shit, what else did I do? That, oh, I played some Doom. Yeah, that was it. That was it. Nice. Okay, well, yeah, I, I played some Doom. I played some uh, Modern Warfare Warzone. And I played some Risk of Rain 2 yesterday. Just ah. dipped my toe back into it because I saw that there was a um, an update. So, I, yeah, that's still a great game and uh, criminally underrated and probably not appreciated as much as it uh, or, or widespread as much as it should be. Nice. But, yeah. There you go. All right, guys, let's, let's, let's move on to some of the interesting stuff. So, um, Jenny, you would- <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for boring Jesus. the shit Didn't mean it that way, right. but yeah. Doom Eternal, never talking about that. Fucking well. game again. Um, well, you never know. Um, but you were talking about, when we were talking about uh, Warzone, we were talking about some, more Call of Duty stuff that you might be dipping your toe into, Jamie. Yes, yes, yes. Because... Take um, that and run with it. As people with their ear close to the ground will have been anticipating for some time now, although maybe not at this point in time, and as suddenly as it happened, the uh, campaign only of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 has been remastered and is now on sale only on the PS4, uh, interestingly enough. But, uh, yeah. Well, it's going to... It's a timed release. It's going to be on PC and Xbox April 30th. Okay. And I think, I think that's a bit of a, a, a shitty move. Like, I understand PlayStation and the exclusives, especially with Call of Duty. Yeah. It's, it's quite, a, quite a thing. But the fact that everyone's at home and it's just like, come on, guys, do we, oh, do yeah. we really need to be, like, chasing those dollars while people are locked in their houses going fucking stir crazy? Just give everyone the fucking release. It it does seem like a weirdly significantly large thing to keep away from two thirds of your potential audience for that amount yeah. of time as well, like a whole <clears> month. If I had well, to be fair, ex- it's not yeah. it's not as long as it 
could have been, I guess. But still, yeah, it's not it's not great. Oh yeah, but still, like the remastered campaign of Modern Warfare Two. Like I get a few maps or something like that, or a weapon, or I don't know, a week of Battle Pass exclusivity. Yeah. But I don't know. This felt like a big thing to not let everyone play. But maybe that's just me. It seems pointless for for a month. It doesn't seem like like what what's the point? I don't get it. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Also, it's like, what's going to happen? Is fucking uh, average Joe person in in his home going to be like, oh shit, I really want to play Modern Warfare Two. I don't have a PlayStation. Let me just nip down to the electronic store and buy one. No, he's like, yeah. Then of course they're like, not. They're the, the, it, it makes zero fucking sense. But anyway, it's twenty dollars, which is not a lot of money for a great campaign, mm-hmm. uh, and it includes a ghost skin and a couple of other frilly bits for. Uh, modern warfare and Warzone, obviously. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's all right. Uh, yeah, uh, I, no Russian is still in the game, luckily. So you know, good. Get to play that all over. And because it's in the game, Sony Russia has refused to sell it again. Didn't yeah, they refuse did, to again. sell it last time? I, I don't remember when it came out. But I, I mean, it kind of makes sense. I mean, it's doesn't paint them in a particularly uh, good light. It's a massive act of terrorism perpetrated by Russians in cold blood. Yeah, but um, hold on. But then again, like all of the fucking Call of Duty games are like, oh yeah, those are the Russians. They're the bad guys. Like, but Russians. I feel like this was the most explicit ever, like, hey, here's the Russians fucking committing a, like a, a, an act of mass terrorism. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's... Yeah, like, you can kind of war, understand. War is war. Terror. I, I don't. Know, maybe I'm overthinking it, but like I can kind of see why Russians would be sensitive about it. <laughs> yeah. No, um, no, you're right. Um, but I was uh, I was chatting to you, Jamie, last night actually. Yeah. Um, and Jonesy, get I want to get your take on this as well. Like, how fucking confusing is it now? Okay, because we've had the the modern warfare reboot. Yeah. Right. Uh, but then they remastered Modern Warfare just before that. Now they've remastered Modern Warfare 2. But the Modern Warfare reboot kind of hinted at another entry in Modern Warfare because it kind of alluded yeah, to something. So basically, for sure, yeah. it turns out that the reboot of Modern Warfare is kind of the pseudo prequel to the original Modern Warfare. Oh, dude, I'm so confused with the naming structure and how it's, these games will fit together. It's going to be no so idea. fucking ridiculous going yeah. forward. It's just like, what? Like. Like, what are they going to call the next, like, new Modern Warfare? They're going to have to just call it, like, Modern advanced Warfare. Advanced Warfare. Oh, no, wait. Uh, like, fucking, yeah, exactly. Or, or like, uh, Modern More Warfare Parabellum or some More, no, shit. Like. It was going to be some, like, stupid, like, they'll have to add words so you can show, yeah. you know, make sense of it. And, like, <laughs> there were some reports that they were looking to turn, from this point onwards, Modern Warfare 2019 into sort of this hub for the best of modern warfare, yeah. meaning every game in the series. So they were kind of going to pull maps from modern warfares one through three, the old school ones and things like that. But at the same time, Chris is right. The existence of modern warfare remastered as a thing that came out like a two years before modern warfare, 2019, that still is a standalone thing is kind of confusing. Cause you can still go and play modern warfare remastered multiplayer but then you can log on to modern warfare and play remastered maps from modern warfare in modern warfare and now you've got modern (laughs) warfare 2 where they've decided not to do the multiplayer because i guess they don't want people not playing modern warfare well yeah because they're 2019 i guess i don't know when it gets a bit of a mess is when your mate says to you hey dude you want to play some modern warfare online and you're like yeah wicked okay and then you boot it up and they're like 
where I can't find you, like I can't add you to the game. You're like, yeah. I've just booted up the remaster. You're like, not the remaster, <laughs> the reboot. The reboot, the reboot one, reboot two. Reboot yeah. one. Yeah. And it's just And do you know what the ridiculous. worst part of all of this is? Is the more shit they do, the more that friend who realizes they're playing the wrong Modern Warfare is going to go to download Modern Warfare 2019 and be like, yeah, it's 250 gigabytes now. Because it's got <laughs> yeah. 17 campaigns, 400 maps, two battle royales. <laughs> It's like, what the fuck are we doing? Well, this is, and this you, is you the know nightmare what? that I had. A right? new so, one's going to come out in seven months. A yeah. new Call of Duty. Oh, forget yeah. it. Do you know what this you is should the do? Just play Warzone. Just forget all of these and play Warzone. Yeah, but listen, right, Jonesy. So I, I loaded Warzone on my PC. Uh, so I didn't have Modern Warfare. I've got Modern Warfare on my PlayStation, but I want to play Warzone on my PC. So I downloaded it on my PC. It was 101 gigs, I think. Oof. And they've just patched it with a new like 1.18 or whatever it is. And that is an 85 gig patch. Like you are replacing 70, like, well, 85% of your fucking game in a patch. Like, I don't get it. I really don't understand it. Yeah, Modern Warfare has been notorious for being just horrible about that kind of stuff. And I don't doubt that it's all they can do and something about the way the game is assembled or lives on hard drives. This is what they have to do. But it's very, very frustrating. And fucking SSDs couldn't come soon enough. No, yeah. absolutely. Um, but another interesting point, and something that Jamie and I touched on in, in one of our, our chats during the week, is um, so obviously they've just launched Warzone, but they haven't spun it out into its own thing. You've got to launch into Modern Warfare, even though it's free. And then once you're in Modern Warfare, you play Warzone. But we know that there's going to be a new COD coming out this year. So what happens to Warzone? It goes, like, who's still playing Black Ops 4, for example, Right. right? <laughs> Uh, what was it called? Blackout. Yeah. Um, but it does take us into a very interesting kind of thing, which I think we can now probably talk about a little bit more freely, is the there's very it's been very strongly hinted that this year's Call of Duty is going to be a, uh, what would it be, Black Ops 5? Black Ops 5, yeah, from Treyarch. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah, Treyarch again. I mean, Jamie, you, you're more clued up in the, the studios and the, the development of this kind of thing. Um, yeah, so I, I guess the weird thing about this, in theory, if the uh, the rumours and speculation are to be believed, which I personally, based on who's reporting it, I think it's a pretty safe bet, is that Call of Duty was on a three-year cycle and had been since, I don't know, some a, a little while ago, because we obviously had Infinity Ward and Treyarch going back and forth for a long time. Yeah. The people that kind of came in and mixed things <clears throat> up were Sledgehammer Games, Sledgehammer yeah. made Advanced Warfare and World War Two, So 2020 was meant to be a Sledgehammer games year. The thing that was slightly different was Raven Software, who were kind of a support studio and had been helping out over the last couple of years. I think they were going to take the lead and it was kind of going to be a Raven-Sledgehammer combo with Raven kind of leading from the front. Yeah. From what we've been led to believe, there were difficulties in the working relationship between Sledgehammer and Raven and it led to the point where... Call of Duty 2020 was not coming together. Activision stepped in, came to Treyarch, and said, hey, you're making Black Ops 5, and it's coming out in 2020, so uh, get busting. <laughs> and uh, Sledgehammer and Raven, stop making that game you're making. You're going to help Treyarch get Black Ops 5 out in time, because, hey, Treyarch, guess what? You know how you didn't make a campaign for Black Ops 4, even though you're on the <laughs> three-year cycle? Now we want Black Ops 5 in two years, but can we have a campaign if possible? <laughs> Yeah, so, so this yeah. is going to be fun gets... when this game drops. It's going to be amazing. Oh yes, it's going to be. A well, this mess is where it gets kind of, of proportions. 
this is where it gets kind of interesting, right? Because um, we actually knew what uh, what the campaign was for Black Ops Four before they kind of scrapped it. And make no mistake, yes. they had an idea for it and they did scrap it. Well, we talked about um, it at the time, didn't we? We talked about like what they were doing and whether or not it was going to come out, and it was yeah, just a complete yeah. nightmare in the end. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it would be interesting to go back to the uh, the notes that I have on what that campaign was. And uh, let, let's kind of gaze into the crystal ball. Well, it's like a, a reverse gazing into crystal ball, I guess, and, and see if this uh, will actually be what Black Ops 5 turns out to be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think you've probably right. nailed it, to be fair, Chris, because I think they're doing what you're doing. Yeah. They're looking at their notes for the, the, uh, I know, by the story way, for Black Ops 100%. 4. Chris, you, you take the lead on this, but I've just pulled up my notes as well from what was yeah. going on around that time. And I've just noticed something that I did not notice this whole time that is kind of fascinating, but I'll, I'll jump in afterwards. Okay, cool. So, um, so we went to this kind of thing where they were, they told us about, about what, what the game was and we were meant to watch the cinematic, blah, blah, blah. So they, we piled in a room, we watched the cinematic and the cinematic was not a cinematic. It was like, Hey, here's a clip from war of the planet of the apes and here's a clip from fucking i don't know whatever it was like the matrix or whatever like all tied together with a very particular voiceover and it's like hmm okay this is weird and we were told no it was more like a mood reel to get you to understand oh, kind of that's horrible yeah it was not great okay but they wanted this kind of like dark gritty kind of thing right so the idea was it was meant to be set five years after black ops 3 where there, a deadly virus has taken... Tell me if this sounds familiar. Where a deadly virus has taken over the world and there is no cure, all right? And uh, the, the <sighs> gameplay in this, or, or rather the story, was going to be very morally ambiguous and, and kind of nothing is black and white. It's all gray areas, okay? So the idea was that you'd be playing as either the Union or the FPA, whatever, uh, and you'd choose a side, and as the story progresses, you'd have the chance to flip sides, depending on like what happens in the story. And they say, actually, uh, these guys are—I'm no longer want to be aligned with them because they just, you know, blew up a nursery school or something. I don't know. Um, so that, I always thought it was a really interesting um, idea that you could defect your allegiance wherever you wanted, right? Mm. Um, yeah, there was there was. Quite a, quite a few other things. Yeah, I'm just going to go through the notes there. Jamie, you just want to jump in while I just go well, through this? I, I just thought one thing... Uh, I, don't, I forget if you just said this, Chris. I apologize if you did. But one thing that was yeah. interesting, just from a where they kind of saw it going perspective, was they even referred to it as a career mode. Yes. as a yeah. Rather than a story mode, which right. I thought, just using that word, just even that kind of gives you a sense of, hey, here's your, you're on this kind of trajectory and you're swapping sides throughout. And the way they kind of saw your progression through the campaign or the career, I guess, and zombies and multiplayer, because at this stage in time, Black Ops 4 didn't have a battle royale mode. Um, How that all flowed together. I thought it was very interesting. Yeah. Some of the, some of the multiplayer stuff that they were talking about for Black Ops 4 was, yeah, you're right. Not battle royale mode, but it sounded more like, um, like Overwatch, like an arena shooter 5v5. Yeah. Which I mean, to be fair, the final version of Black Ops 4 did feature specialists and it was a little yeah. bit more concentrated in that sense. Yeah. I forget if it was 5v5. At, it might have been 5v5 at launch. Or 6 I, I, I don't remember. Sounds about right. But yeah, so uh, back to Black Ops 4. It was about what could be moral ambiguity, 
dark, illicit, and subversive. Basically, they wanted to take the themes that they had of World War II, and then they wanted to like flip them around and say, hey, this is going to be the exact opposite of all of that shit. Um, and specialists were going to be a very important thing. So how that, how that kind of played out, I don't know. Could you... Could your character in the in the single player campaign choose a speciality, and then you choose an allegiance, and then throughout the game you can defect at certain like plot points? It's interesting. Mm. It is interesting. One of the more interesting things I think is you've got to think with the time frame that they're on, the fact that like you said they've they've sort of been put onto this project quite late in the day, is that they're probably one are going to dip into or they're going to dip into ideas they had in the past. The issue is the world has changed so much since that game was on, you know, on the drawing board that is that really dangerous that they end yeah. up making something which is you know, for a different time. And I mean, blimey, look what's going on in the world now. Look at how games have changed. Look at um, all the uh, uh, Battle Royale games that have sort of come and gone since then. Um, I, I, I don't know, man. I think they could really struggle. I think whatever they do, if it looks back to, you know, Black Ops 4, I think they will struggle if they look back for that that storm, yeah. that career mode, that sort of progression. Yeah, I wonder. I, th- I think it'll be interesting to see if it's like basically that. Yeah. It will be because I mean, you know, the elephant in the room that is one way of getting a campaign together very quickly under time constraints is by resurrecting elements that you didn't get to use in a previous game. Sure. If yeah. Black Ops 4's campaign was as far along as we believe it was, and it was scrapped very quickly, um, surprisingly late in the day as well. I think yeah. we found out that it was cancelled in, I think it was March of that year. Um, so they'd been working on it for you know, a while, uh, over two years in theory. Um, well, yeah, I think I think it was like a month before <coughs> the reveal, they just kind yes. of changed direction. Well, the, the mad thing the, was, I mean, at the time, we were, do you remember, we, well, you guys would definitely remember, we were getting asked to come up with um, like pitches on how we would represent that stuff for all-time gaming yeah. and and yeah. Uh, yeah. how we would push the sort of the story thing. And then we would constantly get, oh, we've, we've changed what it's going to be. Oh, it's changed what it's going to be. And then the last change, I believe, was the, oh, there's no story mode, it's all multiplayer. And we were just like, what? Yeah. This late in the day you've done that? That is insanity, but... Yeah. Mad. It, it didn't seem to work out too badly for them, so, you know, yeah. whatever. And I, I, I'll yeah, also to fair, say to, to what Jonesy was saying just then about uh, kind of a, a game that's similar in theory to Black Ops 4 and is kind of looking forward a little bit in the way that Black Ops has done recently is that one of the rumours around the next Black Ops called GT 2020 is that rather, be, rather than being called Black Ops 5, it will be called Black Ops I guess, oh, um, God, similar, in, similar yeah. to how, yeah, I know, similar to how... <laughs> Call of Duty 2019 was Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and the reason that they might do that is because they might go back to what Black Ops was originally about, and some kind of Cold War, Vietnam War kind of shit, which okay. is the kind of the trick they've got up their sleeve, right? Because you look at the kind of the Call of Duty versus Battlefield thing, uh, they yeah. were all kind of, Modern Warfare was the hot thing, then going back to World War II was the hot thing, then anything but those two things was cool, and you know, Call of Duty went to Infinite Warfare and Battlefield went to World War One. Now, <laughs> maybe it's like, hey, let's just do Vietnam or Cold War stuff again because no one else has done that for a little while and it can <laughs> yeah, be Yeah, that stuff's like definitely underrepresented. Yeah. yeah, especially if they're just like, if if Activision see this as like, just get a fucking game out, just get a fucking game out yeah. <laughs> and we'll, we'll work hard for the next one. Modern Warfare 2 will be our big hit. Anyway, yeah. can I quickly say something that I saw in my notes that was super interesting? Yeah. Um, I'll talk as non-specifically where possible because I don't want to get us into trouble. But when we found out that Call of Duty Black Ops 4 was not going to have a 
campaign that was going to have a battle royale instead, they started describing Blackout to us. So yeah. they said that the specialist would still be in it. Uh, PUBG and Fortnite were used as references, but they said it wouldn't be a clone. It would have vehicles, you know, classic COD gameplay and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But the code name that they were developing, oh god, yeah, the Black Ops Four Battle Royale at that time was Warzone. Oh, so you knew about it? We knew about it all the way back then, and we didn't well, even know. I'm guessing they maybe just they needed a name for the new thing, and they were like, "Well, we didn't use Warzone, so let's use Warzone now." But I thought that was interesting. That, that is the interesting, word yeah. Warzone was being used behind the scenes as early as. Um, Q1 2018. Wow, for sure. Yeah. Two years before it actually came out. There you go. Yeah. Right, so that's uh, that's us never working with Activision again. <laughs> well, yeah, Whatever. probably. Whatever, it's, it's been long enough. They wouldn't have it's worked like, with like, us it's anyway. Like, it's like dog years, right? Like in, in gaming news years, it's been like 75 years. It's fine. We, didn't, we technically didn't work with them as ATG. So like but, what are the chances yeah. of it? Like we spoke yeah. to them, but we didn't work with them. Yeah, exactly. They All kicked right. us anyway, out of their own party. They did. Look, if if they do go to um, back to original Black Ops and and Vietnam and Cold War and everything, that's a remake. And from one remake to another remake, see how I just manufactured that segue. Boom. Final Fantasy VII remake. <laughs> yeah, the not so good one. Yeah. Oh, I never said wait, it was good, what? Alex Jones. Uh, but yeah, Final Fantasy VII remake has broken its street date. And there are physical copies flying around in the ether, in the wild. Yeah. Interesting. I am very, very, very jealous. Uh, yeah, uh, I bet you wish you were in Australia where one retail <laughs> store, I forget which one it was, just straight out came up and said, like, come to the shop now and buy Final Fantasy VII Remake. We'll sell it to you. <laughs> yeah. What, what, actually, what actually happened here? Like, how did they sell the copies? They just decided to sell the copies early. Well, like, well yeah, okay. So it, it's, it's, it's interesting, right? So... I don't know if you remember, like, initially they put out this press release on social media saying, like, hey, you know, because of coronavirus, physical copies may be delayed, right? Yes, yeah. And everyone was a bit bummed out, but, like, obviously it made sense. But they did still commit to that and say, hey, the digital release will still be released on the 10th of April. Sure, because why, right? so, why would anything go wrong with a digital release? Yeah, sure, when, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so all fine. In, in the meantime, you, you've got a couple of other factors. So... Um, PlayStation started throttling their download service to kind of alleviate the global bandwidth, sure. right? Um, but Square Enix uh, ha- released these physical copies. So initially the physical copies, it seemed like it was like a leak or something and people just got their hands on these copies. But then Square Enix came out and said, no, 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 this is on purpose because they are having difficulty with in the current situation that we're in they find it very difficult to coordinate a uh, a global release on the same day. And they were worried right. about delays and people being dissatisfied. So they they eased up a lot on kind of saying like, hey, don't sell the game. So they- It sounds the like retailers- they just didn't have enough people still at work at Square Probably, Enix. Yeah. So when they called up and was like, hey man, can we just like still sell these copies? They were like, do whatever you want, mate. We haven't got the staff yeah. to deal with it. Just crack I on. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. So that they was my awful the, Australian uh, accent, by the way. There you go. I true. liked it. Little treat. Oh, yeah, uh, I thought it was all right. You can't tell right now, but I'm actually erect under the table. So, <laughs> wow. Uh, job done. Ba-doing. I wondered why that microphone lifted up slightly. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Um, but yeah, so... And, and then Square Enix released a, a press release themselves and saying like, hey, yes, th- th- this is intentional. But then, if they've done this, 
and the game is clearly ready to be played and blah, blah, blah. And everyone is fucking stuck at home with their fingers up their arseholes, just <laughs> waiting for stuff to do. Well, that might be how you pass the time, Chris, not all of us. Don't <laughs> hey, put me the, in the It's the room. only way to pass the time, my friend. Well, I'm not sure about but that But yeah, either. the question is like, why don't you just tell Sony that they can release it early so, on, okay, on but digital platform? I'm a, I, but I kind of, I'm a little bit torn because I think if the shop has the physical copies in stock, right, that's one thing. Then they can sell them. It's, it's you know, no stress for yeah. them just to sell those copies. Moving forward, the digital release date on the PlayStation Store and everything, that might be more of a you know a difficult thing to orchestrate when it's already scheduled you know when it's going to be live you've got all your pages set up you know you've got point. I, I wonder if it's almost the backwards thing in this thing is that the digital side of it like we know uploading a video getting it online sorting out your metadata even that sort of stuff for what the limited stuff we do takes time so i wonder if it was a yeah. sense of for the sake of like a week um, why bother? Like, just keep it as is. Let's not... Because then they they might do something that breaks their release, right? By accident. It I might mean, coincide maybe. with another release. It's just they a, might have... It's I just know, a weird dude, kind I, of situation, right? It makes right? sense to Be- me in some respects. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just a weird situation because the review embargo uh, lifts on the 6th, but the game's out. Like, it's But the thing is, yeah. it's not out. Yeah. It's not it's, out. It's, it's, it's like, semi-out. It's just so hundreds, semi-out. Yeah, hundreds it's, of millions of people are in lockdown. Lots of countries have, uh, like ours, have rules in place where non-essential shops and services have closed down. There are no physical retailers in the UK right now selling Final Fantasy VII Remake early. You might be able to find online ones that might post too early, but just as many of them have warnings at the moment saying, hey, you might get this game late. So, like, the vast majority of people, I don't think, are going to play this game dramatically early. The other thing that Square Enix probably think about a little bit is if they shift the release date forward by, let's say, a week, yeah. you know what happens? You come out on the same day as Resident Evil 3. Like like Jonesy said, I think there may be logistical reasons yeah. for it not to happen. It's just going to be... It's going to be frustrating because there are going to be people who have their hands on the game. But we just have to deal with it. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm very frustrated. Come on, I just want to play this. Game. I love like, it. This new story reason- was Chris is frustrated because the digital date has not been moved forward and he's gonna. there's going to be people that have played it. That's what's predicated. I am, I am angry, Alex Jones. I want to play <laughs> as my Cloud Strife. But look, I, do, so- I, I joke about the game. I want to play it as well. Like I, it, oh, yeah. I, I think it, it looks cool. It plays well. So I get why you're yeah. saying that. But Look, they, they did do a concession for uh, digital people you know mm. non-disc boys Digital they people. moved the preload time from what is it usually 24 hours or 48 hours before they've moved it to today which is uh right. thursday so the day but before that, that this uh, <laughs> podcast will actually i feel like, i feel like that's a bit muggy like do people really need another yeah. week and a day to download the game and then have it sat staring at them <laughs> with a countdown timer yeah, well, that kind they, of goes against what I was thinking in the sense of it being... They might the do that, right? Because remember, PlayStation Store have started throttling their um, their downloads. That's, that's true, yeah. Right? And the game is, I believe, just over 100 gigabytes. Oh, wow. So maybe they're thinking you might be downloading this for a couple of days. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, you know, I'll, I'll take it where I can. Like if I... But yeah, it's going to kill me if it's like downloads in a day and then I just fucking sat there Oh, like guaranteed, waiting. like... You, it will download in a day, and you're going to have an icon on your fucking media bar thing, whatever they're called nowadays, with Final yeah. Fantasy VII Remake, and it'll have a padlock on it with a countdown timer. And oh, that is that's, so that's a little bit painful, for especially 
while fucking French and Australian pricks are just playing it for fun. <laughs> oh wow! Well, no, I mean those are two the two countries I believe that mo- <laughs> no, no, most I know prominently you broke the street. This was a bit strong. It's inevitably, I mean, <laughs> the United Arab Arab Emirates and all those places that break street date on every fucking game in the world, of course, have done it as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at this! Someone in Saudi Arabia is playing it a month early. Go figure. <laughs> okay, but yeah, look, I wonder, that's, wonder how much they paid for that. But right, that's anyway, something that we can't play. Swapped right? it for a Lamborghini. Yeah, <laughs> that's something that no we can't deal. play at the moment. But there is something yes. that we can play. Is as there? of when this will be dropping? <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. going to say, not this us right now. Not us right yeah. now because we're recording this anyway. But no, yeah. when this podcast is out, there will be something that we can play, though, right? Yes. Tell us, Alex Jones. It will be Resident Evil Three. Mm. Re- remake Re- yeah another remake um <laughs> this is an interesting one because i thought i haven't played resi 2 yet so we get like a we said before like saying i really want to play but this has been <laughs> famous last words <laughs> yeah i know but this is i'm surprised how this seems to have missed the mark somewhat from everything that i've heard so far i i am with you there i'm also surprised so th- some of the reviews have not been so favorable some no. of them have been fine yeah um but the game is apparently very very short which would suit you alex jones it would because i actually might be able to finish it yeah so, it's yeah. like a six to nine hour experience apparently oh but- dude I've, that sounds way more generous than i've heard like i've, I've, <laughs> oh, yeah. I've heard that most people are going to finish this game in five or six hours oh wow okay perfect length. which great. again like resident evil 2 was not a long game but resident evil 2 yeah. was designed to be replayed from a number of different perspectives in sure, a way yeah. that this isn't um, but yeah, like yeah. The, 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 I want to say there's a built-in speedrun. I don't know if it's a trophy, an achievement, or something in the game. But like the thing you're meant to speedrun, the time you're meant to speedrun the game in for some kind of in-game recognition is two hours for record. Oh wow, two hours. Yes, that's like okay. that is something that Capcom have put in. Again, I can't remember if it's a trophy or if it's like an in-game thing to wow. get an S rank. But um, okay. yes. That seems weird though, because it's like okay, so you've already got the engine, you've already you've already remastered two. Surely you just plug three into the same engine, and you know you can make. Uh, it seems like I don't know. I, maybe they were trying to make it this length, and they they thought that was fine, and they didn't think people would have an yeah. issue with it. But then people have played it, and uh, what uh, what else have been people been saying in reviews? Well, Is there anything else so they're not liking? So so one person said that it 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 seemed like a little bit schizophrenic, and that it didn't know if it wanted to be more like Resident Evil 2 remake or if it wanted to be like Resident Evil 4. Mm. Okay, right. Right. Uh, Another thing that maybe people forget is the the original game with the fixed camera angles and, you know, the slow movement and then stopping when you're firing, that all slows a a game down, right? Yeah, absolutely. And all of a sudden you're running, you don't have to worry about this camera being in a lot of position. You can, you know, it's dynamic, it's following you, blah, blah, blah. There's a dodge. There's a dodge. There's there's a there's a lot of kind of things helping to speed the game up anyway. Because it's, it's um, interesting. Cause I always remember from when I was a kid playing Resi like one and Resi two is that they, those games were slow, methodical games. Yeah, it, it wasn't a run and gun at all. It was a it was a sort of pick your way carefully. It was spooky and scary. So I suppose that's maybe some of the issue they've had is uh, trying to translate that to a modern format. I guess. Which totally, I, yeah. I don't think. I think Resident Evil 5 and definitely Resident Evil 6 got a little bit more messed up with the whole running gun thing. Yeah. I want to say, like, Resident Evil 4, certainly, and from what I've seen of Resident Evil 3 Remake, I don't think it would be fair to say they've tried to go full run and gun. Right. Like, it is still a little bit more considered, but I, I tend to agree with Chris in that, like, 
the maneuverability of Jill Valentine compared to like what what you've uh, had uh, on offer in the original Resident Evil Three has changed a lot, and in some ways it's changed just to keep up with the times. I don't mind that, sure. but it just creates yeah, a different yeah. feel. Yeah, uh, I guess the the other bit was, uh, and Jamie, correct me if I'm wrong on this, because this was purely uh, from what I was reading, was mm. that uh, the game, or at least a, a large portion of it, was outsourced. Um, that sounds plausible. I don't know either way. I'm afraid I'm not super clued up on the development yeah. of the game. Well, the one thing I do know is that there was a company called M2, which was the support studio for the Resident Evil 3 remake. And it has been said that they are working on a big Capcom non-Resident Evil remaster. So this is the the interesting kind of, uh, hey, what's the next, what's the next remake? Mm. Uh, obviously, last week we reported on, or was it the week before? We reported on Silent Hill yes. getting a bit of a remake and a reboot kind of thing. That, but yeah, that's, both, a, wasn't it? that's Konami, not Capcom. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> what am I thinking of? Yeah, of course it is. Fucking hell. What am I? Mega Man. No, sorry. Street Fighter. Is that I, Capcom? I've written it wrong here. It is, that's meant to be Konami, not Capcom. What is it, Capcom? I don't fucking know anymore, boys. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going stir crazy here in my uh, COVID castle. Yeah, it's it's all fun. It's all speculation. You can you can speculate. Create a Wait. new rumor. <laughs> Just make your own rumor up. There's going to be a brand new Capcom game. Well, I, don't know, I will tell you, not that a remaster. It, it's been, uh, I wouldn't say confirmed, but it's been strongly implied that it is not Dino Crisis. So that much I can tell you. Okay. I just hope it's yeah. not Resident Evil 4 because I think they can draw a line under the whole remaking Resident Evil thing. Nah, they're going to they're gonna do a Resident Evil 4. It doesn't, doesn't need, need to happen. Doesn't need to happen. I know it doesn't need it, but they're going to do it because they need money. Everybody needs money. Do you know how Mate. you make money? Well, I think we might talk about this, but like at this point, just make a new Resident Evil game. Yes. yes. And so see, that- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to burn both of you now, though. Ooh, because Okay. You- because you're you're saying this like that they should stop doing remasters and they should just make a new one, but I know the next thing we're going to talk about is something that you're both going to get super excited about, and it's pure remaster heaven. Well, I think this is slightly yes. different. No, no, it's not slightly different. <laughs> oh, I no. think this is very slightly different. <laughs> no, because I'm not saying don't remake games in general. I'm saying Resident Evil Two oh, and Resident Evil Three right. remake were very good. Resident okay. Evil Four okay. probably doesn't need to be remade. I'd Fair play enough. it if they did, but it probably doesn't need it. So maybe just make another one with the what you've learnt. I don't know. See, I would move toward uh, just stop remastering for the time being, guys. Let's just make some new games. I, I like that. I like that. Mm, maybe. I wouldn't maybe. I, th- that. I think there's a, there's a place for remasters, even <laughs> though maybe we are inundated with them, for sure. Uh, but there are rumours of a cross-play Resident Evil game coming next year, uh, and, you know, question marks on it being uh, Resident Evil 8. Um and there have been some reports from someone in the know who has leaked some Resident Evil stuff before yeah. saying that uh, it, it's going to be a, a love it or hate it kind of Ooh. Resident Evil that's going to be very different from what people expect. Yeah. Now, there was a rumor, I think it was a few years ago, saying that Resident Evil was going to go more to a, a werewolf horror kind of thing. What? Yeah. Mm. It's bizarre. But it's interesting because any- obviously Seven was quite a big... Um, 
movement from the from what the games originally were to doing the whole first person. Uh, it shoot was, but I guess towards thing. the end of that game, it still kind of came around to like, hey, it's, yeah. it's yeah, a strain of a virus that's making these people into zombies. Yeah, ah, what was enough. what's yeah. fascinating about Seven was that it looked like a far bigger departure than it actually was to play. Yes. Well, sure, sure. Yeah. Which I guess was part of its success, right? Yeah, yeah. But that, um, yeah. Uh, werewolf Resident Evil game. Interesting. Yeah, kind of, kind of weird. Like, I guess you could, you could always tie it back into the the T virus kind of thing, right? And say like, oh yeah, it's the, it's the W virus, and if the moon's out, it boils your skin and <laughs> no. shit. Like, See, okay, I think they're going to bring back joke. Uruburos, whatever it's <laughs> called. Ouroboros. I think they got to bring that back. Viruses are so old. <laughs> Bring was it? They're, they're, too, they're far too current as well at the moment. I don't think people are yeah, going to yeah. want to play a game about a we virus are. taking over. Capcom were working on a game that revolved around the C virus, and now they're really panicking, like, no, <laughs> change it, change it. God, Jesus. Yeah. Or it's going to be the opposite, right? Where, like, every fucking game developer and their dog are doing, like, hey, guess what? It's a world ravaged by a virus that had no yeah. cure, and it, you know... <laughs> Chris, you got Chris How Redfield getting on the radio. It seems it started from Chinese people eating bats. <laughs> <laughs> how can I don't know how we can have more of that? It seems like we already have peak virus in games. Like how yeah. are they going to have more? There's every... footage of footage of what are they called? The Chinese wet markets or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The There's wet footage market, of yeah. Wesker walking around wet markets, <laughs> oh, like injecting God. bats with a serum. <laughs> Christ. Yeah, yeah, it's like a like what was it? Resident Evil Five, but in China. Oh, yeah, exactly. They've all um, just got really engulfed eyeballs and they're going crazy. But that'll be it though, because the Resident Evil game that comes out when they've done that is it'll be you're just at home in quarantine and it'll be more like Animal Crossing, but you've just got to go into your yeah. kitchen and like chop down something and, you know, go to into the hole. And- yeah. People have do like the fact that Resident Evil and part of Resident Evil 7 are set inside a mansion, so maybe there's some weird like lockdown quarantine thing. <laughs> Can't leave the mansion, <laughs> yeah. but there are zombies. <laughs> <laughs> maybe oh man okay but yeah uh, Jonesy you you, uh, you alluded, <laughs> alluded to you alluded to the next bit which is uh, just gonna just gonna come out and say it maybe the best news that's ever happened uh, in the history of gaming <laughs> well that is that is strong praise I mean I'm not I'm not trying to overplay it or anything but there there have been confirmed rumours whatever the fuck that would mean but confirmed rumors <laughs> that there were multiple Mario remasters incoming for the Switch. I'm talking, boys, Super Mario Galaxy, Super Mario 64, and Super Mario Sunshine. Hell yeah. Remasters. Three okay, of delicious. the best games of all time coming together, theoretically, to form one brand spanking new package. Uh, I'm with Chris that this is one of the most exciting news pieces of rumors, whatever you want to call it, uh, in recent memory. This could is I say, significant. This is, this big. is significant. This is big. Could, could I say that I am really excited for you guys? <laughs> Personally, I don't think I could care any less. Well, yeah, because you'd never finished a Mario game in your life. I have finished Mario games, but they're all the early ones that came out when I was a kid. So, like, you know, the, the very no, but you early finished, ones. Come on, you finished Odyssey, though, right? I finished Odyssey, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I, um, I, no, 64, I didn't play. Mario Galaxy, I didn't play. Sunshine, I didn't play, so no, dude, I didn't. Not, I didn't finish these. I didn't even touch them. So there you go. Listen, I, I hope that I'm, I'm glad they're doing Super Mario Galaxy. But if they do Super Mario Galaxy Two, ah, oh, boys, mm. I, I can't explain to you. It's like one of my all-time favorite games. Surely this is, I suppose, it could be seen as like a bit of a test for them as well. Because if these games do really well, which they will, why would they stop? Oh. Like, why would they not yeah. carry on? Right. I mean, you look at sort of the different directions in 
which this rumor goes, you know, I'm talking about putting a lot of the other classic Marios on the Nintendo Switch online service, the ones that haven't yeah. come out yet. This is pushing them closer and closer towards a position where the vast majority of Mario games are represented on the Switch. And yeah. I think stopping short of one or two, especially when they are some of the more critically acclaimed and beloved by fans, such as Super Mario Galaxy 2, I can yeah. see them coming around to it eventually. But, okay. you know, there, there are rumors that, um, is it Super Mario World 3D or one of those? I can't remember. One of the ones that yeah. came out on the Wii U, so it was yes. slightly less played, is coming hats. out. Yeah, exactly. That's coming out as kind of a deluxe edition, like we saw with the new Super Mario Bros. stuff yeah. last year. So and that I mean, makes maybe, sense, right? Because you don't, you don't necessarily need to remaster that game. Yeah, exactly. Right. So yeah, like, yeah. maybe Galaxy 2 gets its own treatment at some point if it's not included in this collection, which doesn't sound like it is. Right. Yeah. I think, and it is exciting. It is exciting. Just, I'm not going to be playing it. That's what, you know, that's what, how, Alex I'll, Jones. how I'll frame it. Son, I am excited. This, this is, honestly, it's so good. Like, just to be able to play another fucking, well, the same fucking Super Mario Galaxy, I can't wait. That was such an inventive, enjoyable piece of gaming history. And I can't wait. Cool. Go. Passion. Some other, some other Mario stuff that, people may care about, which is a, a new Paper Mario game has been confirmed and it's rumored to be uh, following the N64 GameCube style of games, well, not like the uh, 3DS games c- that they right. came out with. Confirmed in the same way all of this is confirmed, which is confirmed by journalists. Yeah, uh, confirmed rumors, I like to call yeah, it. <laughs> confirmed rumors. It's, it's like uh, someone in the node list- heard that rumor and say, yeah, that's a rumor. Yeah, <laughs> I've I've heard the rumor too. It's like mm. I've heard that rumor. Yeah. That's literally right. how this story happened. Oh, someone you know reported now? this. If any of these come out and turn out to not be true, we'll have to like we'll have you two weeping on a podcast, going the journos were wrong because they were just sat at home in their bedrooms, like video conferencing I, each other. Yeah, on I just Zoom. want my Super Mario Galaxy. Like, don't fuck with me. Yeah, yeah I'm getting <laughs> with it. Uh, right. Okay. So we're, we're coming to the end of our podcast. Let's just very quickly talk about our last piece of news, which I know. I don't think any of you guys are going to be all that interested in it, to be fair. (laughs) No. Uh, Could have stopped on a high note, but no. No, but we're ending on it because it is a pretty fucking huge deal. And that is Mountain Blade 2 Bannerlord has come out in a surprise early access on Steam. So the last game that came out was uh, Mountain Blade Warband, which was almost like a a standalone expansion, if you will. Uh, And that came out in 2010. So it's been 10 years. 10 Yikes. years. Long time. Yeah, pretty mad. So the game is dropped on early access. Uh, it is reviewing through the roof, and it is the biggest selling game on Steam so far for 2020. <sighs> wow. Which Yikes. is saying a lot, because Steam's had, yeah. a, had a fucking monumental year this year. Yeah. Because everyone's at sure. home, so it makes sense. Um, yeah. You guys going to pick it up? You going to play it? Interested? Nah. Excited? It's, nah. it's not my kind of thing. Like... <laughs> I admire the kind of the blend of genres that it tries to go for and that it's kind of, I guess, for the fans, doing justice to that sort of weird, like, medieval-style game that we don't actually see an awful lot of in the grand scheme of things because most things are on the side of fantasy nowadays. Yeah. Um, But it's just not for me. No, I'm I'm the same as Jamie. Um, Yeah. Well, it may surprise you guys to hear that I'm in the same camp as you. (laughs) Oh, Okay. No, that uh, the only thing that interests me is the. It seems that they've got a an online mode which very much mimics uh, Mordhau, or rather Mordhau mimicked right. <laughs> uh, Mountain Blade. You know, which came right. first, chicken and egg. Uh, but yeah, I fucking love Mordhau, 
And uh, last I heard about Mordhau was overrun with racists. So like like every good online game like eventually every good succumbs. Online game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to the whole. So yeah, of I mean, racists. I would be interested in that mode, but I mean, I've got Mordhau. I'd just, just play Mordhau if I wanted that kind of thing. I know that's going to be an unpopular opinion with some of our some of our listeners, yeah. some of our fans. Uh, not to say that it's a bad game at all. Uh, just just not our cup of tea. I don't know. I think Mordhau looks better. And I think Mordhau's approach to kind of combat in the moment is better. I just yeah. think Mountain Blade offers people something different and that it does have that kind of overarching tactical feel and yes. it has the moment to moment gameplay in the combat. So I think that's what people go to. I assume that's what people go to it for, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think yeah, I'd rather or- play I'd rather play a very good tactics game or tactical game or a very good combat game rather than this sort of like janky looking thing that combines both. <laughs> Although now that I've used the word janky, people are probably going to be angry. Oh, I'm sorry, Matt Towie. Get janky over Jamie. It. Yeah. There we go. I think you've just given us the uh, the code word for today's episode. Yes, janky, janky Jamie. Jamie. Wow. I'm looking forward to seeing that four times in the comments. Cheers, lad. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about before we wrap this puppy up? <sighs> uh, no, dude. I think I'm good. Um, I just want to give a quick shout out to sleep. Um, <laughs> Go get I, some. Mate. I apologize that I ever took it for granted. I can't yet. I can't. Um, <laughs> drink I've got some, shit drink to some do. More punch uh, pipeline punch then and crack on. No, I, I don't. I'm not allowed any more energy drinks now. Um, uh, you, you've had your full, yeah. Your quota. I've had one, and if I have more, things could start to go wrong, and I don't want them <laughs> to. So let's leave it at that. I'd love it if there was like we're watching BBC News and there's just a, a footage of Jamie like running down the street naked, just fucking <laughs> holding two monster cans. Like, Jesus. Oh, I thought that was about to go a completely different direction. Yeah, like, I thought you were about to make a coronavirus joke and like, did he have endo- any underlying health issues? Like, well, technically no, but he did drink an unsightly <laughs> amount of monster, and we do believe that to be uh, a cause of the complication. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> All right, fun, guys. Fun, well, fun. With that, thank you so much for listening. If you're listening on a podcast platform of your choice, do give us a five-star rating if you're on iTunes. That uh, always goes a long way. And hey, leave a little bit of a review and maybe we'll read it out in the next episode. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, thank you. And uh, apologies in advance for our faces. (laughs) Uh, But don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. And hey, vote for your comment of the week. And uh, yeah, with that... We'll see you next time. See ya.